Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Blackburn, I want you guys to record this and run with this. Uh, Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully – graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence, and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win. Someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. Very unfortunate. I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. I would hope and pray not, but that kid was just playing the best of his ability, and he made a mistake. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Jay Spence the King, and I'm filling in for my man Sparrows for the girls because he's uh, he a little late getting back to where he's supposed to go from the game over this weekend in Buffalo. But I am here in the building with my dog, All Pro Bo, Mr. Jeremy. Did I say it right? I said Bo. It's Bro. All Bro Po. I- I'm doing too much today. How's it, man? What's up, dog? I'm good. We on a uh, well. It was a good weekend. We got a dub, and yeah, football was good. Got to spend time with my family. Um, big dubs. Yeah, big dubs. Absolutely. And speaking of big dubs, let me shout out uh, the Jordan Poyer Foundation because this show is brought to you by the Jordan Poyer Foundation. And uh, speaking of of being brought to you by Jordan, and uh, I want to talk about the beginning of of what we just watched. So prior to the intro, there. Uh, we just watched an interview or a part, a partial, a partial. At, see, I can't talk, bro. It's today. It's today. <laughs> it, uh, we just watched a partial clip from uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, um, after the Colorado and Colorado State game. Um, that's referring to, I guess, the the death threats and all types of threats that's on the young man's life. That um, some people say is a dirty hit. Some people say it was football play. Whatever. Um, you had some thoughts you wanted to share about that and a couple other things. The floor is yours. I, I've i been seeing a couple things today um, that irked me. Um, and I've been fairly patient with, uh, with Jordan about how fans do treat the players sometimes. And, and I, something caught my, my ear at the end of that. It, he said, 
it, it's a game. Nobody should be receiving death threats over a game because we all we're all the players are going to wake up tomorrow and live their life. Well, I I'm watching this Dolphins and and Patriots fan and uh, fan group and and the guy died. He doesn't get to wake up tomorrow, and and this is over a game. This is over a game. I, there's people talking about Demar Hamlin, and and it, and it frustrates me. There's people talking about Demar Hamlin, hoping Minka Fitzpatrick gets the Demar Hamlin treatment, and I, I don't. And yes, these guys are anonymous fans that that don't really they they say whatever they feel, and they don't have any any type of. Um, backlash from it because they don't have their their real face out there i just don't understand how we can take like it takes away from me because i want to be passionate about football i do and and you should be able to watch football and be passionate about it and and take positivity from it but all i'm seeing is negative bs on the twitter line over things that happen in a football game these are human beings then we talk about them as if they're as if they're inanimate objects and they owe us something and they don't they owe to, to to themselves to play to play the game to the best of their ability and if if we have a problem with how they play we can sit up here we're, we're allowed to sit up here and critique them for their job when they don't sit there and critique us for ours which is fine like that's part of that's part of what they signed up to do it's entertainment but bringing in any type of life threatening this kid from Colorado state getting death threats because he hit somebody a little bit late and that guy got that guy got hurt. But we'll sit up here and we'll praise Kobe Bryant for going up there and running through Pau Gasol's chest in the last day or in um, the redemption team. And if Pau gets hurt, do we say the same thing? It's like we can't hold all these players to this different standard. And then on top of that, as fans, be absolutely egregious at towards other fans because our player got hurt in, from our team and it pissed me off to the point today where i'm like what what are we doing like what are we doing as fans be passionate be excited for your team be positive but don't sit here and take it past a game it's a it's a game of football and these 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 guys go out here and and bust their their ass and get injured and whatnot for their money and for our entertainment and then we'll sit here and 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 make fun of a situation like Demar Hamlin and hoping that Minka Fitzpatrick gets the Demar Hamlin treatment are you kidding me like what kind of fan are you and and anybody that has ever said something like that or feels that type of way I don't rock with you at all not 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 a semblance of it if if you are someone that's that sat up here on Twitter and and said anybody needs to be injured whatsoever, you can go to hell. And I don't rock with you whatsoever because my brother plays this sport. And if anybody was to wish that, me and him would have problems. And then I see a and then I see a fan dying because you can't handle your team losing. And so you guys get into a fight and he ends up dying. Like what are what are we really doing? And I I mean I had to get that off my chest, but I'm I just can't I can't it, it takes away from the game that I love to be passionate about here. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we as fans need to embrace. And the one thing I love about Buffalo is we embrace the other team's fan base that comes here. And there are some dumb fans in Buffalo that if I were to know who they were, like I would have a problem with as well. That, that happens everywhere. But we, for the most part, I see embrace here. And 
that is something that needs to be happen everywhere from whatever section you're sitting in. I don't care. These fights that are happening at games, it's a it's a football game. That I, what, are, what are you fighting here about? You're going to go on with your life and live. Now that person is going to go to jail. Why? Because you got drunk and wanted to get mad at a fan for talking talking crap to you at a game? Like, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And and if there's anything that I can say or do to to nip that in the butt, I like that's something that I would take. Like, we got to understand this is a game. These are human beings. Media itself needs to understand that this is a game. These are human beings. They got to go live a life afterwards and fans need to understand that they need to go live their life afterwards after the game without without sitting here and making the football game their entire life but that's what i have to say you're muted man i don't even really have anything to add to that you know what i mean like everything that you said everything that you said i'm in full agreement with uh but what i will add to that is first of all shout out to my guy tony in the comments um, every week on my show, not that I'm the voice of the Bills. My, I know Joe goes by that. I'm the voice, you know, but not that I'm like anybody, the voice for anyone when it comes to this fan base. But I try to give people a reminder every single Tuesday at the end of the Code of Conduct that says, take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. I get it. Some people don't want to talk about the stay positive, test negative part because they think I'm being political when it comes to the shot. I'm not talking about a shot. I'm saying be positive as a person and don't get sick. That's what I'm saying. But the earlier part in that, love each other, take care of each other and live in peace. Look, I can love you and not necessarily need to be close to you. I don't have to hang with you all the time. I don't even have to like you to love you. When I say I love you, it means that I'm not going to do anything intentionally to harm you or put you in a situation that you might end up like this gentleman at this game. It's, it's sad. He had a family. We get drunk and you want to fight over a football game or you want to fight over a, and, and I mean, I get it. We've all been there. There's been times that I've been to Bill's games where somebody has been out of pocket and I, you know, you, you, we all, you know, you drink and cause you're drunk and all of a sudden your energy's there. So you're ready. Look, we got to do better as a, as a community. I'm not talking about, I'm not beating up Bill's mafia here. Cause I think actually if I, if I can brag for a moment, this Sunday, uh, according according to like the Buffalo News and other reporting uh, agencies that have it out there, this was actually one of the most well-behaved Bills games <laughs> in quite some time. There was only one arrest, which we all know which <laughs> what that arrest was. And I think there was only like six people or seven people that got kicked out of the game. So as far as Buffalo this past weekend, yo, bravo, bravo. Raiders fans, bravo. I enjoyed um, the time with the Raiders fan base and everything, but just in general, we got to do better, man. Like, you know, you talk about the joke about, you know, when the guy said, you know, the DeMar Hamlin treatment, I see jokes. I haven't seen them lately because I've muted quite a few different things. But last year I used to see jokes when it came to the bills, uh, bills players and other things about the shooting down on Jefferson. And to me, that's, you know, to me, that that's a personal thing. So I don't joke about that stuff. And so, I mean, again, we just have to, we have to get to a place where, um, you know, jokes are fine. You know, I, you and I crack on each other all the time. You know, if you've, if you've seen me and Jeremy together, you've seen us out, or you've just even watched the show at times, you know that we go back and forth and we do all of this stuff. You know, we, we, I crack on Sterling, I crack on Sarah on the other show, I crack on joke. Look, it's jokes. Everybody going to catch these jokes. But at the end of the day, there's some jokes that cross the line that aren't they're no longer jokes. And when you're talking about somebody's life and death um, and you're talking about somebody's um, just their overall health and their livelihood, because you're talking. So because we're talking about football players, DeMar Hamlin is on his team, but we haven't seen him suit up yet this season. 
who's to know what this man's future is? And then you're talking about another player. You're wishing this on someone else. It's ignorance. It's ignorance. We're going to move on. Um, but, but yeah, we got to do better. And, that, and that's part of the reason why I remind us every week. Love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. Every single week. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. What do you think about this Colorado, Colorado State game? Not even really the game. The game was good. You told me Colorado State was gonna win. You was wrong. But that, that's not the point. That ain't the point. I said if there I said <laughs> that's not what I said. Oh, now it's enough. No, I said <laughs> if there was a game where Colorado would go into and and possibly give up, it's a rivalry game. So like See? that's that's See? what I said. I said now, oh, he, well, now they were winning. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's doing verbal gymnastics. Y'all hear him? Mm-hmm. So, but but the reason why I want to talk about the first, let's talk about the injury uh, to all world. Like you can tell this guy is just going to be, um, when he gets drafted, he's going to have his pick. Do, does he want to play cornerback or does he want to play wide receiver? Overall, what do you, did you think the hit was dirty? Do you think the hit was a football play? Like it was clean or what, what do you, Here, what were your thoughts? Here's what I'll say about that. I've been underdogs. I've, my my brother is a strong safety as somebody that's been an underdog and you have to go into that game with a very like determined i don't want to use the word evil but like dark mindset of like i have to i have to make some type of noise i have to set a statement i have to because if not if you don't go in with that mentality colorado safety is blown out they're not as talented they're not as good they're not as well coached and so i do have a I will say that, like, I understand the mentality that that kid was bringing. Was it late? Yes. It was a late hit. The ball was through his hand. I understand the hit. I played in football games where I'm like, I need to pop this quarterback a little bit after he throws the ball. You know what I mean? Like, that's like you have to hit him a couple times uh, and make him make him throw that ball a little bit sooner or, or, or struggle a little bit. Like, that's just a mindset you have to have going into a game like this. And. Um, so I don't mind the hit. I it's unfortunate that Travis Hunter got injured. I will mm-hmm. say that, and I compare it to like we major right on the on the Florida Netflix uh, special. He had a similar hit on the sideline, just like that. And we'll we'll sit here and praise that because that kid, that guy's no longer injured. That receiver's no longer injured, and it happened a long time ago. And then Kobe Bryant taking that shot at Pal Gasol because, like, that's a mindset that they are going in there with. And but we praise those situations, but we 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 we're sending death threats to this kid for doing that because Travis Hunter got hurt and we love Travis Hunter. So I I don't have a problem with the hit. I, it was a little late, but I think it's a football. I think it's a football play in general. So so. I'll agree with you and disagree at the same time, like slightly, because I agree with you. To me, it was a football play. I don't think that um, I saw anything that made me say it was like the most egregious thing I've seen. I just think that right now the country is in love with Travis Hunter, like you said, because we saw him for two weeks play on both sides of the ball at an elite level. Um, So 
we we wanted to continue to watch that. Like right now, it's the Cinderella story of college football. So, but but past that, I think one of the things that concern me is most people who have played football, um, like you know the media or whoever. Most people have played. From what I saw during the game, all the comments on all socials and all this stuff. I think Ryan Clark even had one where he said, um, you know, guys make plays like that because either they're hunting or hungry. And he said, tonight, it looks like Colorado State is hunting. <laughs> so the issue that I have with those type of statements from a bunch of former professional players or a bunch of former college players and, um, you know, analysts, it seemed like for the most part for the entire game, certain hits and certain types of moments looked like they were hunting. So I don't want to call this one player dirty, but overall for the game, it looked like the coach may have given some, uh, and, and I can't even really say that. I don't want to accuse anybody of that, but it, it looked like those dudes were hunting and, and everybody almost seemed to be in agreement of that is how it looked. What, what are your thoughts on that? I agree. Well, that's where I'm at with it. I, to win that game, you have to be hunting. You, you have to. If you're Colorado State or any subpar team playing against a great team, you have to hunt. And if you're not hunting, like, they have to have some type of fear of catching the ball or that's – because you need to make them make mistakes. And they're not going to do that if they're comfortable. So, mm -hmm. like, I, I, I understand being upset at, like, a uh, penalty or even if he got kicked out of the game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been opposed to that, whatever. But I understand him hitting – that hit. I understand them hunting for for making sure that you give a little bit extra at the end or you get a little, you know what I mean? Like I would never wish injury, but yeah, yeah. you have to have that mentality if you're going to have a close game like or even win a game like that if you're Colorado State in my opinion. I mean, now so obviously so when I was younger, I was better way better at basketball than I was football. I was skinny, so I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't handle the physicality of the game when I was a kid. But basketball, it was the same thing. You know what I mean? Like when you go up against certain teams that you knew were either bigger and more talented, you had to be more physical. You just had to. The coach would tell you. And 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 again, I think sometimes we have to over explain it because it sounds dirty from a sense, but it's not. The the spirit behind it is like, look, oh, last week Spence was injured. He was on the on an injury report with a sprained ankle. All right, it was his right ankle. Let's test that ankle. That doesn't mean oh, go out there and and Hit put your in shoulder the in the ankle. <laughs> it's saying yo, let's let's see if he's really healthy. Right. When a guy, uh, when, when you're playing football and and the guy is off an injury the week before and it was bruised ribs, guess what? Hey, when that running back goes down, you put your shoulder down on that mug and make sure he gonna feel every bit of your power. Right. It's not dirty, right? But. To, to what you're saying, I do agree. You got to hunt. And hunting isn't always meaning a negative thing. Uh, Sarah's comments, uh, she says their intent was to hunt. They tried all week getting into Colorado's head. But I'm agreeing with her. I don't yeah. know if she's saying it the same way we're saying it. I, I think so. Right. I feel like, you know, it was sportsmanship. It was gamesmanship. Yeah. I I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with that sentiment that they were hunting. I, I, I don't find hunting to be because it not always does somebody get injured when you're mm -hmm. hunting. Like it's, I, the mindset has to be, you're hunting. That's like yeah. to win a game like that, that in my opinion, you have to hunt. And so I, unfortunately Travis got hurt. And, and like I said, I would never wish that upon anybody, but um, it would the ideal situation that is he doesn't get hurt and obviously, and they can still send their message a certain way.
I just wish that um, I just wish that Deion Sanders could come and give our team a speech before our playoff game. Like every any from now on, any game that we have that's in the playoffs, I want Deion saying, I want Coach Prime to come and hype up the Bills. Forget the other team. I don't care that he didn't play for us. I don't. You got a Super Bowl too because of us. Yeah. Come and hype us up, man. <laughs> My man Wayne in the comments says his motivational speech is outside for somebody like myself. You can feel. Yeah, he, I, I want to run through a wall every time I hear Deion talk, man. Like every single time. I love it. So uh, moving on from that, I got a funny story I want to talk about. And it might not. It's really not funny. It's not funny. But I'm a laugh because we all do crazy things at tailgates. You know, we've seen things over the years. We all know about uh, the table (laughs) jumping and we know about, you know, the the, what the ketchup baths and the ketchup and mustard showers. And so that's not crew crazy. It's just weird. But it's a thing. It's part of who we are. So it's part of our culture. We got a new um, wild story. <laughs> a man who allegedly took LSD and cocaine in addition to alcohol and marijuana prior to the Bills home opener jumped a 10-foot fence while naked and fell into a pit at the construction site where the new stadium is being built. One of the things that's not added to that headline is that he is that people stood there and watched him rub human feces on his body out of a porta potty. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'll leave it there. What are your thoughts? Where are your friends? What are, what are your friends doing? Um, Does he have- I, look, look, no, he's got to have friends. You got the game, you got to have friends. Or anybody that is any type of character. <laughs> Bro, if I was ever to even think about doing something like that, there would be a hundred people being like, yo, 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 calm, calm down, Jeremy. Like, <laughs> calm down, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they would be taking me somewhere like, what, what, what are we doing? What are like, what, like, I, I get it. He's out of his mind. He took whatever. Like, bro, what, bro, somebody help this man. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> Dude, he need more to milk. <laughs> he needs a whole lot more to milk. But the, the, all of it, the, the whole story is trippy to me. But the part that really gets me, okay, even if I'm not your friend, if I see you rubbing human shit on your body, yeah, like dog, yeah. I'm I'm gonna step in. I Water. ain't no way I'm gonna just watch you. Hey man, <laughs> you gotta relax. <laughs> you they gotta... would just let him jump in a hole. Like, bro, what are we doing? You climb a ten foot fence, so th- this wasn't even like your normal backyard fence where you could like hop no, over as a kid. This no. is a ten foot. You guys fence. watch him climb this big ass fence over here, and then watch him jump in the hole. Then you guys, now you guys want to get off your phones and call the police or something to come help? Like, what are you? What are we doing, dude? I lost it when I read the story. Like the headline was bad enough, but the story just makes it fifteen times worse. And it's like I, I smoke weed. I ain't never been that high. <laughs> we would have per- we would have had a perfect record today or that game of not having any crazy shit happen and then all of a sudden there's all the of a sudden guy. But you know what? This season we haven't had I mean it just started, but like last year and the year before, it was like week one, week two, we always had some type of wild either drama or something crazy happened in the fan base or something. This year, instead of it being drama, like there's no trending on Twitter as far as like everybody and getting somebody canceled this year. Is somebody rubbing crap on him? That's yeah. what. At least he's okay, and it was a little funny afterwards. At least he's good now, I think. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I hope that. Now, all jokes aside, though, if he, if it takes that much, uh, you know, that many different things to get you where you feel you need to be to enjoy life, you, your friends, need, I, you need some help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, his friends and loved ones do 
like like I said, all jokes aside. Now, we, like I said, we can joke, but once it gets to a certain point, I hope this young man finds some help because that that's that's a lot, man. That's a lot. Let's uh let's move on. Let's talk a little bit since we were physically yeah. at the game. <laughs> let's yeah, talk a little bit about the game. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you should you should have the floor again for a moment because I feel like it's not the full season. It was only one game, but I feel like. You've been preaching about Gabe Davis mm-hmm. being our number two wide receiver for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. No, and this I'm was because... the first game that <laughs> he did it. No, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say the first game that he did it, but I will it say is. I'm talking about since the season started. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, baby. Well, everybody kind of struggled in the Jets, the Jets game other than Diggs. Uh, so I I'll give I'm gonna say that that was the anomaly. And I when I watched Gabe, um this past weekend, I saw a guy that's ready to eat up the route tree. And so usually in the past, he's been a what a deep threat, somebody that you can throw to over the middle. Um, but I saw somebody eat up the route tree, catch a lot of balls that were not as great at throwing as, as we'd want. It's a crazy one over the middle that Josh had for a touchdown. Like I saw him catch a lot of balls that um, we had seen drops throw in the past. So, um, I, I'm going to stick on the Gabe Davis train because I know that as long as he's healthy, he's one of, if not the best number two receiver in football with the exception of Jalen Waddle. Um, so I, <laughs> with the exception of Jalen Waddle. So like, I'm, I'm going to stick on, right man. there. No, I'm going to stick right on. there. Absolutely. On, six God. for 92, look, six look. for 92 with the tub with look. the exception of Jalen Waddle. Look, I just now I now I don't I gave you the floor and I hyped you, okay? Like you, but you can't go that far. I'm going. <laughs> you can't. Down, man. You can't go that, that far. far. Absolutely. So, so you said uh, after Waddle, right? After I can Waddle. respect. The, I can respect the Waddle take. You think he's better than football Higgins. player? Yes. Than T Higgins? Yes, absolutely. I think he has. He's just finally getting his his his. You know what I mean? His touches like that's he got hurt last year. I've been I've been said that. So last year T Higgins was better. Gabe is going to be a better number two receiver this year than T. Higgins. Are you on and that same LSD that the dude that jumped over the fence was? Have we have we been watching the Bengals offense? This, this have we been? I I see a, a horrible in. I see a a quarterback that can't function right now. That's not the wide receivers. It's not the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is injured, dude. If you watch him, he's not Joe Burrow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we we have we have a few years of tape of Higgins doing what he's doing. We got a couple games. We have a couple games, fam. We got a couple games of Gabe Davis. We have a seasons. We have two seasons worth of great play from T. Higgins. I can guarantee you right Whoa. now. Anybody? We have we a lot have of games two, from Gabe. What? We have a lot of games from Gabe prior to him being injured. Plus, I, I, and then even after him being injured, he played a couple of games where he had, I think the, I think he got injured before the Packers game. So I'm I'm saying we have a lot of tape on Gabe and this year he's going to have a better season than T Higgins, which makes him better in my opinion. So I'm, I'm taking Gabe every time, every time. Here's my problem. There's I will take. I, I will always put the exception of Jalen Waddle because that that nope. Jalen Waddle was that dude. I get <laughs> no. you, but 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 here here here's here's man. Here's the problem I have with what you're saying. It's wrong. It's mm. just wrong. Mm. And I know how smart you are. It's a prediction because I'm going based off of what's going to happen this season, not what has happened in the past. Because I know that his injury took a toll on him last year. So I'm going based off of just what's going to happen this season. And as of right now, 
my prediction is coming true. He's played better than T. Higgins up to this point. So I'm taking I'm taking Gabe for this season over T. Higgins for sure. T. Higgins is a close number three for second receivers. Okay. I'm not even gonna fight you. I'm gonna I'm 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 let I'm gonna let this one wait for Sterles to get back because because I just feel like you you really on some. I don't know what you want today, but you want no, something. No, man, I've been on that. That's why I've been on. That. I'm standing ten toe down on Gabe on Gabe getting to where he needs to be. I'm gonna take that Jets game. I'm gonna ball, ball it up. That throw that one in the garbage. We're gonna forget about that game. We're gonna go sixteen games from then on up. We're gonna be good. Shout out to Shriggs in the comments. He says, Davis has had games like he did against the Raiders and then disappears for three or four games. No, 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 no. No, he hasn't. That game against the Raiders was the route tree that I'm that I'm looking at. He had all of the route tree. He had digs. He had hooks or uh, hitches. He had um, late balls where Josh has to scramble and he's coming back over the middle. These aren't the games that we've seen from Gabe. When Gabe goes off, it's four catches for 200 yards. That's what we've usually seen from Gabe when he goes crazy. I am seeing a different game this year where he can run the entire route tree. Shout out to Joe Miller in the comments. He says both four years in Davis has 126 receiving receptions for 2,108 yards. T Higgins. Did I not say I'm not for- taking, I'm not taking, I'm making but you, a prediction but you can. based off of this. Year. I mean, you I can, can make a prediction. No, no, yeah. you can make a prediction, but That's, what I'm saying is I'm you can't right now say that year. he's better based off of the future. I, you got to no, say, I've said he's going to have a better year. He's going to be the best number two this this year. I'm not saying he's had better career so far. Absolutely not. T. Higgins has been very good number two receiver. I'm saying he's going to be a better number two receiver throughout this year than T. Higgins is going to be throughout this year. That's my prediction because I know what Gabe's going to do this year. So. Man, I tell you what, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Never mind. I don't want to get in trouble. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Hey, football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. All right, so I'm going to move on from this uh, T. Higgins and Gabe debate because I feel like we could talk about that for, like, the rest of the show. As of right now, I'm my prediction has come true. Uh, T. No, Higgins as is, of right now, Gabe Davis has had one good game. And, and as T. of Higgins right now, has one good game. T. Higgins has no quarterback, but that's okay. I'm not making excuses no, for him because I want them to lose, no, I want them to lose every game. No, I, I want them to lose every game. So I'm not making excuses for him. But what I'm telling you is I can with 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 100 percent confidence, I can I can say right now that T. Higgins is a better wide receiver. So I'm hoping that T. Higgins is going to have a better season this year than Gabe. I still think he will have a better season than Gabe. Yes. Well, I don't agree with that. But I'm not saying that T. Higgins has not been better up to this point. I'll say I've been said T. Higgins has been better up to this point, but I'm taking Gabe this year as having a better season than T. Higgins. Now, what I will say is that I agree with you that this is the year that Gabe should be the Gabe that we want him to be. So I'll agree with you there. But even even Gabe being the Gabe we want him to be is not better than T. Higgins, man. Like, T. Yeah, Higgins be could better be, than T. Higgins this year. T. Higgins is a number one wide receiver on another roster. You put Gabe Davis on another roster, he's not a number one wide receiver. I'm just when saying. Gets, when he gets a bag from one of these teams that don't have a number one, he's going to – 
he'll, no, he's going. He's going. He's going to do exactly what Peerless Price did back in in the two thousands. He's going to look very good next to Eric Modes. He's going to look very good next to Stephon Diggs. But then you go to a team that doesn't have a number one wide receiver, and they're going to say, "Oh, Gabe Davis had." That's a prediction, though. You can't say no, that with. You can't I can't. Say that with, no, you but you're, I'm doing exactly what you're say. doing. Uh, yeah, you it's a, just, no, I agree. It's a prediction, and you can you absolutely. But that is not a fa- like that. That is not. It's not I'm a fact. No, no, right. it's not a. It's not a fact. It's not a fact that Gabe Davis cannot be a number one wide receiver. We've yeah. heard Josh Allen say it. We've heard Stephon Diggs say it. But what I'm saying is based on what we see about the route trees, like you're talking about now. We saw him this past week do a great job with the route tree. But previously, that's been one of the biggest complaints about him has I been his route tree. I haven't seen a number one wide receiver type of route tree from him besides this last game. So I'll I'll give you that. Like I said, I'm not going to argue that this season he's done it in one game. He had a bad game, had a good game. Okay. I just still, I can't see myself ever right now. I'm going to put that game game on, on just Josh not having a good game, by the way. The first one. Yes. So I'm going to, you know, I I don't, I don't find that to be anybody. I place it on Josh. Josh probably placed it on himself. Had Josh been in the mindset he was this weekend, I would expect Gabe to have it about 80 to 90 yards plus receiving. This was the next point that I was going to make, and and then I'll leave it alone, because I do want Gabe to do well, but sometimes I think your excitement just takes you a little bit too far. Like like the jokes we saw earlier, you go too far. It was against the Raiders. It ain't like the Raiders have... That would have looked the exact same if we were playing against the Jets and Josh did the same thing. I disagree. If if Josh played the same way that he played against the Raiders, against the Jets... We, it would have looked the exact same. The score would have looked similar, and the game would have looked similar because Disagree. Josh took what was given to him the entire game. And in that Jets game, every he was taking, taking, taking what they were given, and then he would try too hard to force something. And all those turnovers make make these. I, and I love Josh. Josh, you take yeah, the good yeah, with the bad. Yeah. So like, it, like I, I'll take that game with Josh for the games that he's going to give us. But I. I don't find that Jets game to be on Davis. I don't find that Jets game to be on anybody besides Josh. And, and that's a fair critique because Josh was the reason in that game that we that we struggled offensively. I'm which like I'm not gonna ever disagree about that. Josh Allen played horribly and he deserved every bit of criticism that he got from that game. And to be honest with you, I still somewhat want to drag him from that game. So like, I know he played well against the Raiders. It's a week to week thing. So we just won. So I shouldn't be thinking about week one, but there's no way that I'm going to feel good all season about losing to Zach Wilson when we were trying to prepare for Aaron Rodgers. Cause then that makes me feel like what the hell would the game have looked like if Aaron Rodgers had played and if he was good now, I don't know. We move on, move on. But you get what I'm saying? No, but you, well, you know what I'm saying? I, I, see what you, I see what you're saying, but when you become a martyr for a team on Monday Night Football at an opener, like, that team will play extremely hard to make sure they win that game for you. And we've seen what the Jets did this, this last weekend, and I don't think they were playing with the same intensity as they were throughout the, the rest of that, especially defensively. So I – the game is an anomaly. That's why I ball that mm-hmm. game up and throw it out. That game is an anomaly, and I expect, I expect the game to look similar to the Raiders game. Also, well, well, I, I I predicted them to lose that game and still had them going fourteen and three. So by by all means, I'm not. I don't think losing Week One means that the season is over for the Bills, and I don't want to pile on everybody. But talking about Davis, man, I just I just don't think really. At the end of the day, I'm hoping that you're right, man. Like I'm I'm. I'll stop joking about it because for real, like I really hope you're right. I just don't see, like I agree with Triggs here in the comments. I just don't think that he'll be a great, like everybody you're saying you expect him to be the best wide receiver too this year. 
I think uh, no, wide outside of uh, outside of outside of Waddle. Okay, outside, yeah, Waddle. Yeah. And that's it. And if, if that's if Tua stays healthy all year, if Tua stays healthy, let's talk about that, man. Have you? What's your thoughts on the Dolphins so far? Now we see them in a couple weeks now, but what are your thoughts on them so far? Well, I actually had a good conversation with Jordan about their offense, and it's a new. They literally just brought in an entire new offense of a lot of motions. It looks like Canadian football. Um, they motion Waddle or Tyreek on every single play in a different way, and they are getting a running start. So I and I it'll take a few weeks to for defenses to start catching on to what they're doing and and to be able to contrast something with it. Um, I do expect um, I do expect defenses to start catching on at some point though, because I mean. It just like every offense, Lamar and his, it, it took it took that offense about a year of defenses struggling against Lamar and his offense to to uh, to catch on to what he's doing offensively as far as running the football and and so I expect at some point this Dolphins offense that's extremely new to the NFL I haven't seen it much if at all um, the way that they motion pre snap um, I expect them to catch on at some point but they're they're playing really well as of right now. Uh, Amanda in the comments, my homegirl, Amanda, she says, uh, people need to be honest. Tua is a good quarterback. I I don't know if, and maybe I just don't pay attention that much anymore, but I don't know if I see people say he's not a good quarterback. It's more so questioning whether or not his durability will last for the season. Um, how, when, when you're talking about just Tua, how, what's your assessment of him? I, I mean, I he's a good quarterback, but like, this is this is where we get into that, like, goat debate of Jordan James of who's better and then is it disrespecting him if you say he's not better or whatever. It's not disrespecting Tua to say he's a he's a five or six quarterback in the NFL in my opinion. It's I think he's around there, maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower. He's a good quarterback. And Herbert's a good quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback now. Do I think that he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be doing this these type of numbers all season? No, I don't. Because this offense is, is new, and I expect the defenses to catch up at some point to what they're doing. So um, he's a good quarterback, and, and any quarterback in the NFL that that is playing well, Sam Howell, he's a good quarterback. Like, do I put him in that tier? No, he's I put him around probably ten in the NFL right now, and so I, I don't think it's disrespectful to have him around five or four, maybe. Well, I don't think it's disrespectful. I think you're putting them higher than what most people. And so that's that, that maybe that's what Amanda's talking about when they're saying people need to be honest. He's a good quarterback. Personally, I don't know if I would put him that high, but I do have him higher than like, you know, when I talk to other people, people are like, well, in that offense, you know, they try to give these disclaimers in that offense. He's good. I think two is a good quarterback. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to make all of these disclaimers and, and uh, you know, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he needs to stay healthy. And I think the team needs to do their best at trying to make sure he stays healthy. So yeah. whether that's, you know, continuing to look and try to upgrade that offensive line, whether it means getting you know, and keeping receivers like you got, like Hill and Waddle, um, then that's that. But but for me – It's, it's this similar is a, to the Lamar. Like, of course, in that offense, you built your offense around around this these quarterbacks. Like, Lamar's offense was built around him and, like, do I think he, Lamar could come into a pro style offense and be as successful? I don't, but in that offense, he's one of the top five, he's around top five quarterbacks in the NFL. So I like, it doesn't matter if it's in that offense, that's his offense. You know what I mean? Like that's what he's playing in. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, but at the same time, see now, okay. So your thought on Lamar, I, 
respectfully, I'm going to disagree. I think Lamar would do better as a, like in that type of offense. I think the offenses that he's been in has crippled him to the point where people only think he's an athletic running quarterback. Lamar Jackson can throw the dog. He can, that dude can throw the ball. To, to be fair, when, and, and I, like I, I, he can throw the ball and I'm not saying he can't, but when you play against a Lamar offense, you are playing to stop them from running, to stop Lamar from to, to quarterback and pain. You're playing for that. And so, he's had an advantage against some other teams where, okay, if they're going to play me to contain me, then I, all I got to do is throw it around the field. And we, we haven't seen him be successful in the playoffs yet throwing it around the field. And that's when that's at the point where defenses have become aware of what you're trying to do offensively. And I haven't seen him be successful in that yet. Now I, I think that Tua, what they're doing Tua wise is more sustainable going into the playoffs offensively than having your quarterback be a, more of a running threat than a throwing threat. I agree. I can agree with that. Um, but, but like I said, for me, I, I do think he's better than what most people give him credit for. Um, one thing. So last year, prior to the season, not, so not this season, obviously last season, prior to the season, I put up a poll and I'm bringing this up now because I saw the comments somewhere up here. I'll, I'll throw it back up when I find it. Trick said, look, Mac Jones will look good in the Dolphins offense. That now, is untrue. Well, but but hear me. Bef- now, we've seen a season with Tua in this offense, and now we've seen him with two games with a different offense where he still looks really good to me. I think he looks better this year than he did last year. Prior to the season, I put up a poll, and I've asked, who's better, Tua or Mac? A lot of people, and I'm not even just talking about, like, just fans who don't really watch at a certain, you know, detailed level. I'm saying people that's well, you know, People who played, people who have, you know, people thought that Mac Jones was, was either the same level or better. What a difference a year makes, right? I will say that Jordan has said that Mac Jones is dog piece for two straight years now and that he actually respects Tua in his game. So I, I'll take it from from there. I mean, polls for sure. You know what I mean? If there's people that respect, you know I'm what I mean? But like, <laughs> I'm going to edit that out, though. I'm going to edit that out, though. I don't, we don't need no bulletin board material. <laughs> what, that's no. They got Mac Jones as quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but but we also, but but teams get mad and they got Judon on that defensive line, man. You got to relax. You got to relax. We got Spencer Brown out there. Chill. <laughs> we got to chill. <laughs> Spencer Brown did a great job this weekend. Let's he talk did. about it. This week he did. did great job this week against a very good D lineman. He did, but I need to see that more than one week. And I and once I you do, you were the one backing him, so I, I and that's why I said I'm gonna back him as much as possible as when I see it more than one week. But as much as I was hyping him and as much as I was on his bandwagon, he had like one, two, three, four, five. Like he had several games, and I'm like, well, it's a back injury. <laughs> you know, John Fina. Oh, he's gonna look so much better when his back injury is healed up. Even Jerry Ostrowski kind of said it, but then it's like, yo. Come on, man. I need you to. So if we can have a con- consistently, let me get three, four games like that in a row. And I, I'm back. I would say he had a lot of he had a lot of tight end help, which is what I expect. Like that's how you dial up stopping a good pass rush. You get some tight end help in there. And, and uh, will you put that Buffalo Freddy's question up there? I, I tried to read it, but I couldn't. Says question. How does a defensive coordinator stop a quarterback getting rid of the ball instantly like Tua is right now? Is there a solve? You're you're. Yeah, your underneath guys on defense have to be a little bit more aggressive with a good blanket over the top with your safeties, and your D linemen need to get their hands up early on the early on in the game and take two out of his rhythm. So, um, 
we have very tall guys on the line, and I expect a few of them to be eyeing getting their hands up early um, mm-hmm. and throwing to a little bit off his rhythm. And then later in the game, once he starts taking a little bit more time with the ball, you can start headhunting. And then um, I, I don't want to say it like that. You can start you can start pinning your ears back to pass rush, and your your DBs can play a little bit more aggressive. So and 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 also with that, I think you know is going to be tough to do against this team. <laughs> but I think also with that, last year, I think we saw when teams would pre- press, like put hands on Tariq Hill at the line of scrimmage, put hands on Jalen Waddle at the line of scrimmage and try to break up some of that timing. Because it's a timing offense. To, you know, like, of course, when they're open, he's going to throw it. But it's also, it has a lot to do with timing for those guys. So if if you can mess disrupt that timing, it could force some turnovers, right. some, some tip drills and all that stuff. So... You know, yeah, Ed Oliver might be, but Greg Rousseau is six foot five and Leonard Floyd is six six. So, and what is group? Uh, that's why I said, uh, Greg Rousseau is six foot five and yeah, Leonard like, Floyd is six six. Uh, you got tall boys up there, and Jordan Phillips is about six five or six four two. And, and Ed Oliver might be five five on paper, but he's a little bit taller than. And I mean, it would help to have a six five middle linebacker. Who can run sideline to sideline, but but that's we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna hype on on middle linebackers right now. We're gonna, gonna keep six four. Yo, wait a minute. Can I, I got a question for you. Wait, yeah. have you seen? And I'm not I'm not dissing nobody. I swear. Let me ask you this way before I even say it. Then, how did you feel about the middle linebacker position this Sunday? I'm the type of person he played great. I'm, I, I want to first off say that he played great. I'm the type of person where I don't take – I'm not going to take as far as starting. I'm going to take the 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 more veteran guy. So, like, I I, I mean, I like Kirksey, and I, I, I like what Terrell Bernard did in that game. Um, he played the run well. I just – I don't know how consistent I, – I don't trust young guys and rookies all that much, so – um, that could be my problem. I, other than Osiris, uh, Osiris, because he's a dog. He balling. Um, he's he a balling. dog. He's a dog. So I, I'm not a big fan of y- younger guys until like it's set and it's proven. But um, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, I like Kirksey, and I'll be, I'm a big Kirksey guy. I think he can play at an elite linebacker, middle linebacker level. But also Bernard, if Bernard gets his shot and he proves proves it, then I'm all for it. I guess. Okay, I'm just asking because um, you know, there's a. Pro- I agree with you. He played well. I think. I think yeah. Sunday. Really, I don't think anybody played bad uh, or poorly. I think for me, I was not happy with that first. So, like, I tweeted out after the first drive, like, I don't think I like McDermott's defense, you know. But <laughs> scripted defenses all or scripted drives, those first drives, is hit or miss. Sometimes the Bills give that first one up, and it just it just is what it is because it's scripted. We get ours back. We but outside of that. I also didn't like um, the assignment early on to have Teron Johnson covering Devontae Adams. Didn't like that at all. Uh, he gave up a couple big plays and the touchdown. So I just wasn't a fan of, of that. But outside of that, I don't think I have any complaints really about offensively or defensively. I think everybody pretty much was clicking. I think it was just that type of energy. You know, you, sometimes you just have those days. Um, right. I, but McDermott I, I want comes in. Yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. McDermott comes in with like, he's a very strategic defensive play caller and he comes into the game with a 
if they're in this, we're going to be in this. If they motion to this, we're going to change. Like the coverages will change based off of whatever shift. And they put Devontae in the slot a lot. Um, they moved him around. They did a lot of things yeah. with him. So like he's not going to get Trey's not going to follow anybody around like like we were you because we don't play a very strong man. Like he might at some point it, later on in the season if we have uh, Von Miller back where we're getting a fast pass rush every every snap. Like he might follow someone. I just don't think we're going to have a guy that follows anybody around all the time. And so when he's in the slot, we're going to get guys like Jordan. Jordan manned up on him one time and he ran a seven foot curl jordan was in there he got out of the pocket Devonte adams got loose a little bit up the sideline caught a ball and those are off script plays where the, you expect the lineman to get there and pressure and i don't blame Taryn. like we he's we're gonna have to move around who we're guarding at some point like i don't expect trey or benford to follow anybody around um like you might be able to do a sauce right now at least not right now yeah yeah well i'm hoping I'm hoping that we um, can figure that out for future games against other players, big time players. Cause I feel like when, whenever the bills do play against teams with like that number one guy, and I mean like studs, I mean, I know everybody has a guy that they look at as their number one, but you know, when you go against the Devonte Adams or the Travis Kelsey's or the Tariq Hills, those guys, it seems like they always have a big game when we play them. Now, whether we shut down everybody else, it is what it is, but I feel like we, those guys always have big games. And I just, I don't get that, but, Hopefully McDermott is fixing that because, like I said, after the first drive, I, I didn't have many complaints at all, if any. I was happy about Josh. I loved the way he was throwing the ball away. I loved the way he was accurate. Um, he wasn't forcing anything. I loved that he was, he was playing smart. He had that one play <laughs> that, that he, you know, he could have got a touchdown where he tried to jump over, you know, on the goal line. I take those. I get it. No, I'm saying I I'll take those. that because he could have got I'll a touchdown. Those. I'll take that. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was I was happy with everything. I I I love the way our I mean our defense our defense came out and the scripted plays are always like like you said the scripted plays are always gonna you it either goes one way or the other you either dominate mm-hmm. the scripted plays or they're gonna dominate you you know what I mean and we are have been as a defense McDermott has been a very adjustment based guy so he might come out on a base defense and say okay give me your script. And I'm just going to change up what we do based off of what – and that's how McDermott and Frazier, the way they've been calling defenses in the past. So, um, And, no, I, I, I don't think Elam sees the field this year because Benford has been extremely good. I, I think it says less about Elam, more so about how well Benford has been playing. And Benford might be the guy here, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like Benford. I love Benford. I think Benford is – um doing a heck of a job. And I think, um, you know, as much as I like, or I think I like Kyer Elam and I would like to see him play to see if I like him as much as I think I do. Right. Um, if, if Benford is playing the way he's playing, I have no reason to be like, well, just, and I get it. We used the first round draft pick on him. This might be one of those things where we get mad at Brandon Bean in a couple of years and say, uh, well, this is, you don't let this happen to a first round draft pick. Look, if, if you found a diamond in the rough and those guys end up pl- outplaying their draft position and they play like a first or second round draft pick, try to get something back for Kyrie. I don't know. Right. You know, trade them somewhere for a fourth or a fifth. It's going to suck. But, hey, if we're winning, I'm not going to complain too much about that. Right. You know, because sometimes it happens. Sometimes you take an L when you when you reach for something and it just not, might not be there. I think Kyrie Elam is going to have a good career. I don't think he's 
I don't think he's a bum by any means. I just think the way this team, this team is a deep roster, top to bottom. Pause. Top to bottom, we're a good team. So it's tough to make this roster. Even as a rookie that gets drafted high, it's tough. I think Kyrie could go to a team like the Broncos, where he has a number one guy mm-hmm. on the other side playing man. You could play man on both sides, like or the the Jets as well. But they got they got their guy over there, the other corner. But that type of defense, I could see Kyrie going there and be successful. I just I don't think he's a very zone guy, zone oriented guy. I think he's learned that on the fly. But like this defense is predicated on playing zone. Well, so I'll agree with what Buffalo Freddie's saying here. Um, I feel like press man uh, against Miami. So remember, I was just saying, like, mm-hmm. when teams put put their hands on the line, they put their hands on Hill and Waddle up front, mess up that uh, that timing a little bit. I feel like Elam would be used best in games like that, like activate them against games, you know, against Miami or teams with, with those type of receivers that need timing. Go ahead. The, the problem with that is the way that they put these two guys in motion – they have him off the ball behind the right guard, running early. It's very hard to follow a man around the field and not zone behind it. Like it, you can play a very aggressive zone behind it, but with all these motions, it, it makes it tough to play man behind to play man behind these these motions. So I I do agree that I would prefer us get our hands on him. I just don't think the Dolphins are going to allow that with these motions. Charles in the comments says, man coverage versus Waddle and Hill, no thanks. I think you're misunderstanding what we're saying. I don't yeah, think yeah, nobody yeah. is saying uh, man coverage. is more so that Elam is better in man coverage, but we think against uh, wide receivers with speed like this, it's, 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 it's very important to disrupt their timing on yeah. the line. Um, and by that, I guess that's what we mean by bringing up Elam and his and, and his abilities. But no, aggressive we, we underneath. Don't it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be man playing aggressive underneath and making sure you get hands with a safety coverage, a safety zone over the top. So, yeah, it's going to look like man. You're going to get hands, but you could drop back into any zone after it. But you need to get hands on these guys to disrupt any type of timing that Tua has with them. That also includes the D linemen getting their hands up and disrupting any fast fast passes, anything you could do early in the game to disrupt Tua and his receiver's timing, and then you can start getting after the quarterback once they start holding on the ball a little bit longer. I just don't understand. Um, uh, Matt, no, which comment was it? RJ, my man RJ says, what I don't get is why they can't use Elam as a gunner. Physical traits tend to help on special team. That's why Saran is so good on special teams. What's your thought on that? Um... I don't know. Is he is, I, okay? I haven't paid attention to the inactive list other than Demar. I've tried to stay away from it, but has Elon been inactive? The Jets in this game? He has. Okay, so I'm assuming that they have better guys to play those positions as far as special teams, and he just isn't fit. Like I, I'm sure he could be a good gunner, but like, what's the point if you need a linebacker, an extra linebacker, if you need a extra safety or whatever, whatever the case may be, um, if you need to carry another guy. That's why if if they had an open spot, I'm sure Elam would be the first one in there out of all of them, in my opinion. Maybe Demar, but I, I would assume Elam. I just I just hope by the time the Miami game runs rolls around, we have a better idea of what we're gonna do against those receivers. Because if not, man, it's, if two is healthy, it's gonna be a rough. It's gonna it's gonna be a rough go this year with those guys. Uh, you got anything else that you want to talk about real quick before we get on out of here? Uh, I'm nothing, nothing that pops up. Was there anything else on the list? Uh, well, we, the, the Nick Chubb injury, uh, we oh, didn't really yeah. get too much into that. How do you, mm-hmm. you know, were you watching when that, when that went down? 
yeah, and I I have a very uh, I again I'll say I'd never want anybody to get injured, and I hope I pray for his recovery. I'll say that. I will also say that safeties are not going to just sit there and get ran over. So like they're going to go low as long as there's a big running back coming at them. And the fact that he turned last second to go right, got tackled from the inside and you're expecting Minka to just, I disagree with the hate that Minka has gotten over that hit. It is unfortunate that he got injured the way he did. And Minka's a professional. Um, right. I, I guess I've just been blessed now as a fan doing this stuff. I, I've gotten to know players on to certain level. Minka is a, he's a professional. He's a he's one of the coolest dudes that I've gotten a chance to ever meet from the NFL. Like he's he's good people, and I don't think um, you know when you when you know certain guys. Like for instance, knowing your brother. Your brother's not going out there to injure somebody when he lays into him. He's going out there to, to get a turnover. Hey, you're going to fumble this or you're going to think twice when you come up against all pro pro right. again. So, I mean, and that's what it is. It's football. So uh, sometimes I think we go a little bit too too hard. With, and we talked about that at the top, you know, where we where we give this hate, this certain hate to, to guys from a play. But, no, I, I, I don't. I don't see anything that makes me look at Minka like he's a crook in this. But I will say I wish that um, – that, or I hope and pray that it's not career ending right. for, for Chubb. I, I just don't – I don't like the idea of, like, we, we want this this guy, Minka, to immediately see him getting tackled and then switch to, oh, let me stop because he's getting tackled. Like, in the midst of him trying not to get ran over, him trying to stop him from getting any more yards, it's just like you, you expect these guys to be Superman or, or whatever it is rather than they're in the midst of a play and – it just so happened that he got injured on the play. I, I uh, it's like, it's like Matt pushing Tua last year after he gets like, you're not expecting him to get a concussion. You're not expecting him to get hurt, but I, according to Dolphins fans, Matt pushing him didn't give him a concussion. He was healthy enough to come back in. He did not have any injuries when he came back in on the second half. I'm just saying, cause it was his back. wasn't It, it was his it was, back. It was his back. <laughs> and he did not have a concussion. But Clowns. no, I'm glad <laughs> that I'm glad that two is healthy. I hope that Nick can come back from it. But it's just like don't expect, stop expecting these guys to either let offenses just run them over or or like they're gonna defend every blade of grass. That's how it's always been. That's how it always will be. All right, well, man, let's get on out of here. Before we do, let me get a good um, just a pick on what you think is gonna happen this Thursday, man. We got a got a good one coming up. I, I'm actually excited about this one. I love the 49ers. I don't know why I love the 49ers so much, but um, I, I just I love everything about their team. I love the coach. I love the quarterback. I love their running back. I love their receivers. Going up against our guy, Brian Dayball and the Giants, man, what do you think is going to happen here, and then we'll get out of here? Uh, I just – I don't think Barkley's going to play. So, I – or, I mean, he might. But I, if Barkley doesn't play, it's going to be a runaway. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he will. I think um, Dayball's doing some – some coaching, you know, he's he's playing chess out there trying to get people to prepare for one thing and, and roll something out. But mm -hmm. I, I think um maybe next week we see him play, but I don't think he, he plays this soon, especially with it being a short week. Right. 
So, but all right, man, we'll get on out of here. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, y'all keep up with my man, uh, Jeremiah, my man, all bro Poe. I said it right that time tonight, the first time tonight. Y'all keep up with him. Follow him on the socials. He's doing his thing right now, man. And then um, keep up with my man Sturros and go check out my man Antoine. He hasn't had time to, to catch up with us yet this season. He has a lot going on, but he's covering the Jets, and, but he's a friend of ours. So he, and, you know what I mean? Like he covers it in a way that Bills fans can listen and find out all the things that they need to find out for uh the games coming up go check it check the whole team out and y'all already know how i do it over here it's your boy jay spencer king i'm gonna give y'all that reminder again that i gave you at the top of the show love each other take care of each other and live in peace as always stay positive test negative go bills go bills i need it up front can't tell me because i do what i want self-made every day you know we gonna stun you know that we eat and it's looking like lunch so i tell them that i need it up front can't tell me, cause I do what I want. Self-made everything, you know we gon' stunt. You know that we eat.